Insight. This is episode number 65 for June 17th, 2017, and I'm your host for the morning, Brian Wade. Uh, I am joined once again by the other American co-host of this show, Jeremy Greer. Hello, Jeremy. Hello, Brian. How are you today? I am excellent. Cool. I think that Brian is more excellent than Jeremy because Jeremy sounded rather unenthusiastic. Hello, Brian. How are you today? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) There's there's that enthusiasm. It's not a. Also, um, I barged in. (laughs) That's okay. And as as you can as you can hear, obviously, uh, we are also joined uh, once again by the one and only Jala Prindes. Hello, Jala. Woo! Yay! Buttons. How are you doing today? Buttony. Very buttony. Very pushing buttons. All over the place. All right, so. I guess, uh, I guess, <laughs> I guess, as is tradition on the show, let's start with the weather, and uh, let's start with the guest's weather because I'm pretty sure that she has some terrible weather to tell us about. <laughs> it's fucking hot. <laughs> I live in the pit of hell, so I mean, like, we're already in the uh, triple digits insofar as our heat index is concerned. So uh, it was like a heat index of 103 yesterday. Woo! <laughs> yes. No thanks. Yay! You can just go ahead and keep that down there. I'm gonna stay where it's slightly less hot, but still hot. <laughs> yeah, I haven't it's actually. Scary. What about you? I haven't yeah. looked at our wind and our our heat index or anything, but we're like in the the eighties and nineties, and it's been intermittently raining, um, which is kind of miserable. But because it just makes it humid, so it'll it'll rain mm-hmm. for like a solid hour, and then the sun will come out and it'll be ninety degrees outside, which just means you are literally swimming through the air. Like I'm not I'm not kidding. Like you go outside and you feel damp, like you didn't towel off correctly or something. It's <laughs> dude, it's just... welcome to like my weather every day, man. Oh, I know. Like... I know. Hey, we're in this t- we're in this together, Jala. Yeah, <laughs> we've yeah, been yeah, down yeah. here for a long time. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. Totally. So. So I have bad news for you guys. That's Indiana weather too. So oh, oh, great. <laughs> we're 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 all we're all miserable. We are all it's just, suffering. It's, sli- it's slightly less than a hundred degrees here, which is okay. <laughs> well, but it has been it has been doing the whole intermittent raining and then being super muggy and miserable out. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I I don't get any rain though. We don't have any rain here. It's just hot and it's always humid, even if there isn't any rain. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't take rain to get get humid, which means when it rains, it gets real fucking humid, real fucking quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no if, if we had rain, that meant that would mean that we would have even more mosquitoes. I don't need that. <laughs> oh my god! Because I'm outside running and shit. So like running and doing boot camp and yeah, I, I, I know. How do you, uh, how do mosquitoes even find you? Like you're running so fast. Like how do they even catch up with Man. you? <laughs> Jeremy jumping on my jokes, yep. dude. <laughs> Dude, they they find life finds a way, man. Like, these so. fucking mosquitoes. Yeah, I don't even know. It's like they are supersonic. So the place yeah. where uh, Autumn had her horse for a while, which was real close to that house, was uh, right next to a coulee. And for those out there that don't know what a coulee is, it's like a it's basically like a small river um, or like a stream, I guess. But it's a fun Cajun word for that. So like a creek. So like a creek. Yeah, creek equals coulee. Okay. Uh, so. Okay. 
it was literally you would go out and there was a section of the pasture where you would ride, you could ride out to that was just you couldn't even get into it there were so many mosquitoes out there it was just just miserable Ooh. like just wave your hand through the air and killing multiple mosquitoes without even trying to trying to do anything just super gross and terrible yeah. so i'm really happy yeah, that no she thanks. moved away from that barn yeah, like at my house, we have a koi pond, which is, of course, a mosquito breeding ground. So around my building, where I have, like, my office, I have a separate building uh, away from the house, and that's also where I do most of my gaming, podcasting, you know, all that stuff. Um, I have, like, three citronella plants. <laughs> so uh, it, it, it works. Like, I haven't had any mosquitoes around my particular building, and then also I have, like, um, you know, marigolds and stuff, like, to ward off other bugs, and so... <laughs> Uh, natural remedies, yes. So, but over by the door where all the the koi are, oh man, it's horrible. And then some of them come into the house because they're right there. You open the door, and then in the house they go. So, yeah. Is there anything oh, worse getting bit by a mosquito inside? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Imagine, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing worse, Jeremy. Yeah, imagine like going to sleep at night and hearing the buzzing, and you're no, like, "Where the fuck no, is that mosquito?" No. <laughs> like you're trying I to go hate to sleep, it so like, much when that happens, oh, and you're yeah. like, "It's in there. It's in the room somewhere." And it, like you'll hear it get closer. It'll get louder. It's like I know it's somewhere, mm-hmm. but it's it, it's dark and I can't see anything. <laughs> And then you'll, uh, you'll finally, guys, you'll yeah, finally yeah, feel yeah. the little sting, right, when it bites you. And so you'll, like, kind of slap at it, and then your hand comes back wet. And so you're like, oh, shit. You wake up and you go to the bathroom, <laughs> and all of a sudden you just have, like, you look like a horror movie scene. You have blood all over your neck because the mosquito had been feasting on you for so long. It's, yeah. it, living in the South is awesome, y'all. Come live down here. Come just, by my house so that I can move just, anywhere else. Just <laughs> right. thinking about this is stressing me out so bad right now. <laughs> Yeah, you were trying to actually move us along because we went on a tangent about things. So no, no, no. Oh, no, let's oh, talk about try, I was just trying to interject with my stress. Oh, you this. okay? Okay. Well, you know that's that's a thing that you just live with when you live down here. Mm. It's it's pretty miserable. Like I don't, I can't think of a better word than miserable either because it's just. <laughs> And we've tried so many different things because uh, we in the summertime we go up to my dad's camp, which is kind of. It's on a lake, and as you might imagine, oh. near a lake, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> it's fine when the, when we're in the boat and we're moving because you're you know yeah. you're traveling at thirty to forty miles per hour and everything's great. You can drink beer. The mosquitoes can't really keep up with you. But if you're just hanging out on the porch, oh you know, yeah, also drinking beer, which is pretty much the only thing you can do up there. Uh, it just, it just, it's just so miserable. We've tried those little clip on things to, that you clip onto your belt that we're supposed to keep them away. That shit does not work. <laughs> like we've tried all <laughs> kinds of remedies and whatever's and it just, there's just too many of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then too, like when you get out and you're not in the city, they get bigger, <laughs> they are larger and meaner <laughs> and it's scary. So. And they just look like terrifying little drones flying yeah, through the air. They do mm-hmm, for real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. So yeah, this, is, uh, this has been another fantastic episode of our uh, of our segment uh, Mosquito Minute. Mosquito Minute. <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, <laughs> what do, what, don't we move on to some news? Sure. Yay. And uh, we, we only have one piece of news this week, but uh, it, it's something that we've talked about for a few weeks on the show, so I figured that it would be worth uh, bringing up. And that is that IO Interactive, the developers of the Hitman games, are officially independent now. Wee. Yeah. So the last thing that which is exciting because go ahead Sorry. because they also have also have control of the Hitman IP as well. Yeah. Yay! So like that last Hitman game was was so so good. It was so so sweet. And then Square Enix basically was like, "This has not been a financial success," which is 
I don't again, I don't really don't know what their level for financial success is because Tomb Raider sold five million copies and they were like, no, 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 that wasn't good enough. So, like, what <laughs> what do I got to do, Square? Do I got to dress up nice? Do I put some lipstick on? What do I got to do? What's your, what's your... <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm happy for these dudes. Like, if that gives them some some financial independence and the ability to make more Hitman games that everybody loves, I, I'm into it. I'm, I'm excited about it. So yeah. my question is, um, ha- I, I I didn't look. I'm I'm terrible. I didn't actually look at the article. But like, um, does have they released anything about like what their plans are for Hitman going forward? That how that's going to change anything for the series? Uh, I don't think so. I think all that like literally this has just happened like yesterday. Oh, by the so. way, guys, yeah, we're independent now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So by, by because because it had been going around for a while that Square was trying to sell them. And that uh, the, no, nobody really knew what was going to happen, but then they they announced yesterday. Uh, I'll just read this uh, this little bit from the from the post. Uh, it says, uh, "I am proud to announce that today IOI is officially now officially an independent studio. We have successfully concluded our negotiations with Square Enix and have agreed to a management buyout. Crucially, we will keep all of the rights to the Hitman IP." Cool. Yeah. So yeah, exciting. And basically, like, we have more details to come in the future. Like, so they're not announcing anything just yet, which makes sense. I mean, it's right after E3. They just got this. They probably need to put some money together and put some developers together to actually, you know, go make a thing. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and also, y'all, um, I, while I was reading this article, uh, so have either or both of you read that terrible book, Ready Player One? No. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yes. Okay. So IO Interactive is IOI. Do you remember the IOI from the book? Because that's all I can think of now when I see IOI over and over again. I don't. I don't particularly. I don't have the the hate hard on that a lot of people have for that for that book. Um, I know it's basically like, hey, do you remember? It's basically an episode of Family Guy, right? Like, hey, do you remember? Yeah. Galaga, the the book. But uh, I don't really remember anything about it. It was pretty forgettable. But some people seem to really hate that book. And I just I, I read it and I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. It's a, it's a bad book. Like, I don't I don't like it at all. But we don't need to get super into that. I just that's coming it, from it, the it guy that me... has the bad book podcast, so you know it's that's, a bad book, everybody. So I know it's bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the I I just every time while I was reading this article, every time they said IOI, all I could think of was that corporation from the book. <laughs> Well, that's a thing. Hopefully that yeah. hopefully so, that doesn't like persist and, you know, whatever. And they and, don't actually turn into yeah, that corporation because yeah. that would be terrible. Jala, I bet have you played the new Hitman? No, I have not. Um, I think that knowing you and having seen you stream games before and having seen you play games, I think that you would very much enjoy Hitman. It's the kind of like get into some shenanigans and get crazy kind of game that I think that you would really dig. I don't know if this is because you think that I would really dig just doing the thing or if you think it would be really funny to watch me play it. <laughs> I'm not sure which is uh, the... Uh... <laughs> a, li- a little bit of column A. A little bit of column A. <laughs> I, need to, I need to play more Hitman. I only really played that first episode and uh, the, the rest of them look so, so good. I'm, I need to play more of that game. I'm not like Josh who yeah. has bought it digitally and then bought the physical collector's edition and then got it tattooed on his body and then shaved it into his beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude see, loves like it's, it, man. It's it's on my roster to play, but I have not done it at this point. I I have a lot of stuff on my backlog. <laughs> it's kind of like what, what do I actually? And then now that it's getting hot, that means that my office, where my computer, where I play games, is hot. So my uh, propensity for being out here when I don't have to be, <laughs> you know, like when it's hot, uh, a little lower, a little lower on the, the totem pole there. I've been doing a lot of mobile, uh, portable system gaming lately. 
So I don't I can, blame you. Yeah, because I can play it in my bed, and that's cool. So. <laughs> See, for me, it's that I can play while I'm on break at work. Yeah, I can also <laughs> do that, and whatever, and that's cool. So anyway, yeah. So yeah, let's let's talk about some video games. Then, Jala, tell me about a video game. Okay, I'll tell you about a video game. Okay, first thing I'll talk about is I have a co-op corner. I always have a co-op corner because I'm always co-oping mm-hmm. games with people. So, um. I recently have been playing through Gauntlet. Like, I I had played it a while back, um, and I then just kind of, like, dropped it because that's a game where you really have to have multiple people to play with. You can't just have, like, one guy that you play with. You have to have, like, at least three people, uh, if not a full party of four. And uh, so I hadn't played it in a while, but I picked it up again and played with Greg, Sam, Jeremy, uh, not you, Jeremy, but Jeremy, another friend of mine, and David. Imposter uh, Jeremy, as I like to call him. <laughs> Although I knew this Jeremy before someone, someone you. Someone Jeremy. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, and then also David from The Level, and uh, we were playing through Gauntlet, and we are actually probably about... So is this... Uh... Is this is this gauntlet like from the nineteen eighties or is this a new gauntlet? Oh, uh, this is the newer gauntlet that was released. I I don't know. Yeah, they what... they re- they did the. It was like a year ago, maybe two years ago. I remember yeah, Giant Bomb I, I talking about it. Yeah, I I don't remember. I don't know when anything's released ever. Don't ever ask me about that. But um, anyway, like <laughs> it's just it's it's not the nineteen eighties. It's not that, like old old part. old one. It's, yeah, it's like the old newest gauntlet. the newest version of it. <laughs> and um, okay. so basically. Uh, since I last played it, the dungeon map was completely overhauled, and um, only a few of the levels seemed even familiar to me. Like, some of them, I was like, oh yeah, I remember doing this before. And then a lot of them, I didn't remember. I mean, like, I remembered um, a couple of the bosses, but like I said, some of the areas are completely overhauled from what they were before, and they got uh, rather complex with a bunch of different gates that you have to unlock via different pulleys uh, that are far from the immediate area. Like, you have to go looking around to find everything. Um, They have a new equipment system, lots of new weapons and relics, along with new skins for the characters. Uh, so where we left off was pretty close to the end. Uh, I'd say we were about three fourths of the way to finishing. So I need to get back and finish it up. Um, I'm hoping maybe I can do that this weekend. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I play Thyra, the Valkyrie, who is basically the character I've been playing most of the time, except for a couple of brief stints as the warrior and the necromancer. The necromancer is a little too squishy for me. Like at least when, when they first released, uh, the necromancer character, uh, as DLC, like I, I picked her up and I tried to play her and I'm like, Hmm, uh, they probably have balanced her out a little bit more at this point. Because that was a while ago, but I I don't know I haven't gone back to playing her yet, so so we'll see. Are you playing this over the internet as well, or is this does it? It's a co-op with the peoples, and this is if I'm playing with like Greg and Sam and David, those are guys in other places. They're not in Houston. Okay, so, so I didn't know yeah. if um, um I, yeah. I, did, I didn't know if you you had played this when you were in Cincinnati recently. That's the only reason. Oh no 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 no! I yeah, had yeah. not played it there. Cool, that cool. was. Uh, yeah, this was um, random internet stuff. Because I gotcha. play games with people. Find me on Steam, at Jalachan. <laughs> <laughs> so so that was the first thing I played. Um, 
And yeah, other than that, I mean, like it's standard beat 'em up gauntlet stuff. I mean, uh, some of the new powers and um, relics and things that they've got seem really cool, but I haven't gotten enough coins from playing the game to unlock some of the really, really badass stuff. So uh, I have gotten uh, all of the weapons, I think, at this point. Uh, and some of those are kind of cool because uh, my character, Thyra, starts with uh, a spear and a shield and she can like throw her shield captain america style but later ones you have um you know different skills that you can use that uh change up like how she does like she'll do like an area whirling attack that does a lot of damage to everybody mobbing around you and that one's probably my favorite uh and then you know like there's a couple of other ones as well so uh it definitely rewards you for playing through the game and you know whatnot so cool uh can i can i read a review of this game on uh-oh. the steam page oh go for uh-oh. it guys <laughs> do do tell this is a recommended review like as in they are recommending the game mm-hmm. and the review reads yes it is fun in the initial playthrough yes it maintains it to a point on endless mode unless you have a stable group to run the endless mode with it does get tedious and blase it's not to say it's not good, just only really worth it if you buy it cheap enough. Um, can each of you give me a guess how many hours this person has played this video game? I'm going to say at least something? 60. <laughs> how many, Jeremy? I'm going to say at least 60. Minimum 60. And Jolly, you said 100 something? Yeah. Uh, Jolly wins. It's 132.1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tried to uh, I tried to link this piece of art on the Steam page, and I'm just... I'm just like I'm not in Steam. I'm just on the the website, and um, it's a looks like it's a GIF of uh this dude, and it's kind of blurry, but just walking into what looks like hundreds of mobs. Is it is like the the enemy density usually this high, Jolly? Like where there's just hundreds of people coming after you? Um, it gets pretty dense in there, but they probably mm-hmm. are playing on like endless mode on a high level endless mode or something oh, okay. like that. Yeah, they're probably uh, showing so, this off. Yeah. yeah, so far I've been doing the campaign. Uh, I guess going through endless mode would pay off uh, in a large part because, you know, I think you would probably get coins from that too, which would mean I could more rapidly get all of my equipment if I did that. But I I don't like grinding in any game, so I don't want to go <laughs> grind in this game. Like, so, you know, like the people I was playing with want to play the campaign, so we are playing the campaign. When we finish that, if we feel like we want to do as a group, you know, this endless mode thing for a little bit, then we'll probably try it out. But if it's too repetitive, you can bet I will drop it immediately. (laughs) So completely understandable. Yeah. So you're saying you're not going to play it for 132 hours. If you don't think, if you think it's repetitive. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay. Confirmed. (laughs) So, all right. So that's, that's the first thing I've been playing. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's do round Robin actually. Okay. You just want so to talk Jeremy, about Binding of about Isaac, don't you, Brian? Is that the reason no, you interrupted her? No, I want you to tell me about a video game. Um, can we talk about Nier a little bit? I know we've talked about it a lot yeah. on this podcast. Um, yeah, I still haven't played it, it, but go for it. Okay. Uh, Jala, have you played Nier at all? Either one? I'm guessing no. Nope. Cool. Well, this won't make any sense to you whatsoever, then. Uh, I'm in That's Route fine. B, which <laughs> is uh, the game's basically the game's New Game Plus. So Nier does mm. New Game Plus a lot differently than other games. Like You don't play through the entire game the same way. Um, and near Route B, this is kind of a slight spoiler. You actually play as a different character. Instead of 2B, you're playing as uh, your buddy 9S. So you get a kind of a different perspective on the events of the game. And um, 
Yeah, like it's it's it, the first Nier was like this too, where you finish new game and then you start over with new game plus, and you kind of had the ability to understand some of the things that you've been killing, and you made it made you feel really bad about killing robots. And this is <laughs> kind of the same thing. <laughs> like, uh, but the game just continues to impress me. Like the this character, I had no idea you were going to play as this dude, and his his skill set seems to be a hacking mini game. So. The the main game is basically just like standard third person action combat, like with a kind of platinum finish to it, right? So heavy attack, strong attack, you have different weapons, you have different combos, you have criticals, you have down attacks, you have launches, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This hack attack, uh, you hold the triangle button and that's kind of a, your heavy weapon, but it hacks into the robot and then the game basically pauses as you go in and play... Um, basically like a twin stick shooter right <laughs> like you're, you've got a little thing that you're piloting around and you're shooting other things and then if you shoot enough of the things you have hacked the robot and then it, it brings you back into the main game and the robot explodes and does a huge aoe to all of the robots around it hmm. and the cool thing is like as the music is playing so like you'll be like listening to like your normal fight music and it's all orchestral and you know actual real music when you go into this like uh shoot 'em up mode it's just, everything turns into uh an 8-bit version of the soundtrack and it's it's all seamless too so it's just really really cool and like it's it's just really fun and i don't know the harder the bigger the robots and the higher level they are the the harder they are to quote-unquote hack so <clears throat> you'll have all sorts of different versions of this little mini game and then at any of the save points there's an arcade mode so you can just go practice and any of the little mini games slash shoot 'em up things that you have finish that you've won you can go push play through those which is kind of cool so so i don't know that game is just bonkers so uh playing this new character how is the personality i have no idea about these characters how how different is the personality is this like a super big different perspective that you're dealing with too not just like the gameplay changes but actually the narrative or Abs- is it yeah absolutely okay. so um cool. the main character to be and and keep in mind that these are these are both androids, right? So mm-hmm. uh, 2B is like a sexy anime lady, but she's actually an android. Um, so she's very uh, <clears throat> non-emotional. Hmm. You know, she's you know emotions shouldn't get in the way. Uh, you know, don't don't waste my time with frivolous ideas or thoughts. Yeah. 9S, who is the same character, who is the second character you play as, is much more. Um, much more about like, hey, you know, call me nines. Everybody calls me nines, and he. You know, I'm. What, why do you think that these robots are doing that? Like, and he's he kind of wants to think more about what's happening as opposed to just the mission, just the mission, just yeah. the mission. Yeah. Um. Over the course of the game, that changes in ways I don't really want to talk about. But yeah, uh, yeah. But it is it like there's certain parts of the game where, for instance, in the first playthrough of the game, your two B and nine S says, "Okay, I'm gonna go get these defenses down. You you stay here and fight the thing. So you stood you stayed there and you fought the thing." Where in this playthrough, I'm actually going to do the thing that he was doing. So you get a completely uh-huh. different perspective of like a certain boss fight or, or whatever. Yeah. So it's, well, it's really neat. It's really interesting. And there's five more of these. Everyone t- has told me I need to oh, go through okay. Route E. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Route okay. E. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, what that sounds like to me is um, like from stuff that I've played, either playing the first Dishonored and then going through and then playing Doubt in the DLC or... Mm-hmm. Um, in Resident Evil, to a lesser extent, because in Resident Evil, all of the Resident Evil Six specifically, um, all of the different paths cross over, and like your perspective on different scenarios and different characters changes as you play through Leon's campaign, Chris's campaign, etc., going th- down the list. 
So, I mean, like, you know, when you first see peers, you're like, oh, this dude's a prick bastard. And then you play Chris's campaign. You're like, no, he's actually pretty cool. But then you think Jake's an asshole. And then you learn about, you know, and then, <laughs> and then like, you know, you learn people's uh, motivations and, and the play style of each one of the different campaigns is very different. So that's what that kind of sounds like. And I like that. I dig that about um, any narrative game. I don't want it to be like... And now you're playing a different character and nothing changes. Like, no, no. If you are playing a different character, it's a totally different, it should be a different experience. So that's cool. And that, and one of the things I like too is um, it, the side missions, the side quests seem to be uh, basically carried over. So mm-hmm. even though you're playing through the game again and you're, uh, you know, ostensibly you're starting from the start and going from the first, my first, my first run was 20 something hours. I've only probably put three or four hours in. I'm already most of the way through the story stuff on my second run. So it gets mm-hmm. sub- substantially shorter, but it carries yeah. over that side quest progress. So like, I don't have to go do the same dumb, like rescue the robot in the desert quest on my That's second playthrough. Good. Cause I've already done that. And, yeah. and a lot of those side quests have multiple stages. So I've, I've all of a sudden I realized like when I went to talk to somebody like, Oh, there's, there's more to this story and it kind of cool. even doing more of the side quest gives me more perspective on the narrative. So cool. the game is bonkers. Y'all I love it. Go, go play near everybody. Go buy near. I'm so excited. about that game. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I've, I've been intending to play it for a while. I just haven't gotten around to it because there are a million videos. There's games. a million video games to play. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah. What about you, Brian? What you been playing? That's all I got to say about near. All right. Uh, let's, let's talk about the binding of Isaac. Okay. Um, Jeremy, I know you're into this game. Jolly, do you do you like Binding of Isaac? I've played it a bit. I'm not like 300 hours into it like certain people I know, but you know, like uh, yeah, <laughs> like like certain people on this podcast, <laughs> two of us on this podcast, <laughs> like certain people um, yeah, I know. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've I've been playing it on my Switch quite a bit, uh, cool. as we were talking about earlier with the whole uh, portable games thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really nice to have a really really good looking machine like. Like a, a machine with a really good screen, nice big screen that I can play Binding of Isaac on when I'm at work or whatever. That, yeah. Uh, so I've been, I've been playing a lot of it. Like it's basically like what I do every day at, at on break and lunch yeah, at work. Yeah. It, it it strikes me as something that I probably would play a lot more if I had it like on a portable device. So yeah. You can get it on a Vita, Jala. Oh wow! Well, there you go. Yeah, but I should you, put it on my. But Vita. also, you don't. I don't think you want to get it on a Vita. Like they had a lot of problems getting it onto the Vita. Oh, did they? The, well, besides which, I don't know, man, I played it on my Vita quite a bit. I don't know. Oh, really? well, Maybe besides, I'm just thinking of the expansion. Yeah. yeah. Besides which, though, if I put anything else that's new on my Vita, I'll stop playing what else I'm playing on my Vita. <laughs> that will make certain people <laughs> listeners and and on my regular show, you know, uh, fellow co-hosts on my regular show pretty sad if i stop the one i'm on right now <laughs> so yeah so uh um i've it's so it's the afterbirth plus edition uh-huh. which is like i think like the the final edition is the version that's on the switch yeah. and like so i, I my, the height of my isaac playing was uh rebirth and the first expansion with rebirth which i can't remember what it was called um but so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in here that like I hadn't that I had never experienced before. Like I Jeremy, I know I was texting you about like a bunch of crazy stuff that I was experiencing. Uh and then yesterday, uh I got to this place called The Void, which I'd never been to before in Isaac. Uh which is like a secondary uh final area. It's, or, it's by secondary, I mean like gosh, like how many final areas are there, Jeremy? 
like six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you I mean by final point, in a lot of ways. <laughs> like, if it's an yeah, area yeah. you can't progress past, then there's there, there's only really like two, I think. But um, technically, like, I thought I had won the game the first time I beat Mom, right? And that's really only the halfway <laughs> point in the game. Yeah, and you're, you're nowhere, final near, area, nowhere near. These these final areas are just like Final Fantasy. It's never the final. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Correct. Yeah, it's Final Area 15, the, the MMO. <laughs> yep. <laughs> But yeah, so Jeremy, you're you're aware of like the the weird symbolism of Isaac and like the weird visual stylings. Uh, so you know how after you beat Mom, uh, you you drop down into the womb, right? Mm-hmm. So when I went into the void, there were two wombs right next to each other, and one of them was just like like really like distorted and wobbly. Okay. And so I like I had no idea what was going on, so I was like, okay, well I'm going to go into this one because I've never seen this one before. Uh, dropped down in there and it dropped me into the void, which is like this enormous level. It's the biggest level that I've ever been in in Isaac. Um, and it like, it just, just changed the, like what area you were in based on what room you were in. So like, I'd be in like a basement room and I'd go to the next room and it would be like, a uh, uh, chest room or it would be, uh, like devil a cave room, like or a, something. a hell room yeah. or Sheol or whatever. Yeah. And it just like, and there were like six or seven bosses I fought until I finally found the last boss, um, which was this crazy thing called dementia, I believe. Um, uh, well, that's and, okay. Yeah, that make, would make sense with the area. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Like it, it makes it makes perfect sense with the, uh, and and especially like with the whole like crazy lore of Isaac, um, which I unfortunately I was unable to beat dementia, but it was like it's a crazy boss. Like it changes. It just like morphs between like all the different bosses in the game. Well, and not like it's not like you like beat one and then it changes into another one. It would just like change from one boss to a different boss, like just mid like attack. Sounds like <laughs> oh, dementia man. for real. That's aptly that named. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very apt. But like, man, like that was like I, I thought I knew just about everything there was to know about Isaac, but there are clearly unplumbed depths. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. What's it, uh, just from a mechanical perspective, I, I play on PS4. Yeah. I know you, you played a lot of Isaac on the PC and you unlocked like probably most of the stuff in that game. Is it as fun? Because part of the charm of Binding of Isaac is like as you finish runs and as you do stuff in certain runs, you unlock more things in the for in, in the game. Like typical roguelike, right? You have to unlock items yeah, yeah. so that you can find them in your, in your runs. Like is that as fun the second time through? Because that kind of stuff... Like grinding to unlock the lost, for example, um, mm-hmm. would be relatively frustrating a second time. So, like, I would be hesitant. I'm always hesitant to pick those kind of games up. Like, I'll never open. I'll never get Breath of the Wild on Switch, right? Like, I'm just never going to get that game on the Switch because yeah, I've spent totally so reasonable. much time on the Wii U version. Is mm-hmm. it as fun? Uh, I think so, just because like the gameplay of Isaac is so satisfying. Like, and because it's run based, like, and because you're always unlocking stuff even without having to grind for it. Uh, I just, like, I find myself just, like, I mean, like, as, uh, you know, regular listeners of this show know, I am, you know, 100%, this is my game. Like, this is 100% my style of game, right? Brian Roguelike Wade is what we call (laughs) it. Yes. Yeah, Roguelike Wade, as the episode, as the previous episode was titled. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, so, honestly, like, it's just, it's more just, like, about the whole, like, overcoming the challenge, and also just, like, it doesn't take long for stuff to start getting crazy in Isaac. Like stuff, stuff pops off pretty quick, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like you, you get you get cool stuff. I was just wondering if that was like 
if that was a negative thing and it doesn't sound like it is so good for that no i i could definitely see like maybe some frustration with like all the like like you said like all the stuff to unlock the lost mm-hmm. but like whatever like that's something that i'm not i'm I, I'll, I'll do that at my own pace i'm not like grinding to get to it yeah i guess at a certain point like there's no reason to be completionist about it and just doing the stuff that you think is fun is probably the best way to play that game so yeah and uh and you know like as as uh our text messages from earlier this week indicated like it is still super fun to be azazel on and get ludovico <laughs> technique on level one. Oh, uh, the giant circle of death that you can just move yep. across the screen at will it's yep, so much pretty fun, fun. <laughs> Uh, Jala, if you don't know what that is, uh, Azazel is a character who has a short range laser attack for his, uh, for his fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Ludovico technique is basically, a, a, a an item that you can get where instead of, instead of actually shooting your attack, uh, it's just another, another thing that you control with your other stick. So uh, like with, with like Isaac or whatever, it's just like a tear that floats around. Mm-hmm. And so you just, you just move the tear around the screen and it deals damage as it's moving around to enemies. Uh, with with uh, Azazel, or when you have the Brimstone power up, um, that that uh, that that thing that you move around with the Ludovico technique is just like a circle of laser mm-hmm. that you just move around the screen, cool. <laughs> and it's just it's incredibly powerful. And that's the thing that Jeremy and I were talking about this uh, a couple it episodes is, ago. Yeah, yeah, it it is so much fun to be overpowered in that game, yeah. like in a way that I don't think that any other game really gets to. Yeah. Cool. I'm trying to find. I have a bunch of Bind and Advising videos on my YouTube video, uh, my YouTube channel. I was trying to find one with that particular um, thing, but I'm <laughs> all, all I have on there is just the uh, turn it into the Fly Master character whose name I forget. So, so you just generate flies constantly. Yeah. Uh. Well, like Guppy or Guppy. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> the cat. Uh. But yeah. So that's you know that's that's more or less Binding of Isaac. Cool. Um. I love that game a lot. And I will continue playing it forever, probably. Forever. So yeah, so Jala, tell me about another video game. Okay. Uh, one that I am currently playing on my phone. It's my, my current phone game. I always have at least one game on my phone that I'm fucking with at any given time. Uh, because I don't always have my Vita with me. <laughs> so this one is called Skydancer. It's an iOS endless runner from Pine Entertainment with the same name as a god-awful fucking girl's toy from the 90s, which apparently had a fucking animated show, and it made me so mad. There was a boy's version of this toy. Okay, now what what this toy was, was basically uh, you have a little fairy fuck on, like a pink or purple fairy fuck on a base, and you pull a cord, and then it goes spinning up into the air. And then they had a dude version called Dragonflies with a Z. And I was so mad because the guys ones did the same thing, but they were dudes in armor. And the girls were like little fairy shits. And I was so pissed (laughs) because I was just like, okay, like I, I am not a fucking fairy. I want a little girl chick in armor. I don't want like a big ugly dude in armor. And like, I just boycotted the toy overall, but... Anyway, like, there was just, it was always on the commercials on TV, and they even had it on TV, both of them. I think they made a Dragonflies show and a uh, Skydancer show, which I don't even know how the hell that would even work. So, <laughs> like, what what would the hell would that, what would that, what would the animation even be? I mean, ah, uh, it was just ridiculous. So, anyway, um, I saw 
Skydancer in the app store, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> don't fucking tell me. And, it, you know, it's an endless runner. <laughs> I don't even play endless runners, okay? I don't. I'm not generally interested in them, but I had to pick this up because I was like, okay, like, no. I just... I had to I had to rant about this god awful toy that I boycotted because sexism <laughs> in the nineties that made me mad. <laughs> so the uh the animation I I looked up the first episode and the animation is actually pretty okay. I mean maybe that's just because I watch like, you know, X Men the animated yeah. series all the time. Like, <laughs> this is so over the top and bonkers that like the enemy design and everything in here just looks so crazy. <laughs> well, like they and, turn into little, little fairy dudes and creatures. I'm like this is weird. Well, and and what's funny is I was talking to my mom over breakfast about these toys and about this game and everything like that. And she's like, "It was like the early version of drones." And I'm like, "Whoa, my mom broke my brain just now." <laughs> Cuz, you know, <laughs> okay, mom, you know, but yeah, like she's right. That's the like it didn't have any electronic shit on it, but it's the whole idea of having something up in the air hovering or I don't even know. Like and then too, why do the dudes have like okay, I I know, like they want the little boys to be tough and have armor and that's rad, right? But like Okay, a dancer dancing in the air, spinning in the air. Okay, that makes sense. A dude in armor spinning in the air does not make sense. <laughs> like, that doesn't make... You wouldn't want to wear armor and float. Like, those no. two things cancel each other out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, unless you're a damn superhero, but these guys aren't superheroes. I don't know what they are, but they're not superheroes. <laughs> so, whatever. Okay, so talking about the game. <laughs> um, the, the main objective of the game is to basically, of course, it's an endless runner. You are running, but you are also jumping and then falling from floating platforms onto others that are below you. And falling and how you fall is actually um, as important as uh, the running bits, if not more important. Uh, the controls are really simple. You obviously automatically run. You tap left and right to move in those directions or tap left and right at the same time to make your character jump. Uh, you get bonuses for certain objectives like running for a certain amount of distance, nailing a perfect landing, perfectly timed jump, getting a certain number of coins or whatever. Um, there's a bunch of different characters that you can unlock, but it doesn't really matter. It's just the skin on the guy that you're running with. And like, I've got uh, two unlocks just from playing the game. Uh, one was Hattori, which is a ninja. And then another is just like a different outfit for the main character, Tharbatis, that you start the game with. Uh, it's free to play. Uh, there are in-app purchases, but I don't actually see any reason to buy anything in-game because it just gives you coins to unlock skins. Which doesn't make any sense. So, eh. Um, I've seen this compared to a cross between Temple Run and Alto's Adventure, both of which are other kinds of endless runners. And since I don't play endless runners, I don't know <laughs> how well that actually, uh, you know, uh, matches this up. This looks so much cooler than it's, uh, Temple Run. Oh my god! Uh, well, this, this, the, 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 the falling mechanic looks amazing. Yeah, and it's it's actually the visuals and stuff are legitimately like when I was poking around and I looked at it, I'm like, oh, this is a free, okay, it's an endless run. Oh, it actually looks really, you know, like I like the the clean cleanliness and the crispness of the visuals. Uh, mm -hmm. So I actually really enjoy the visuals a lot. And uh, so that's why I've been kind of messing with it. And I find that I do play it a little bit every day, even though I'm not, you know, generally this is not my type of a game, but I, I've been enjoying playing it and I'm getting a little bit better at it as I go. Um, what I'm finding is that 
during shortfalls, they're initially really, really hard to get a feel for because of the sensitivity. Uh, basically, if you try this out, I recommend that you just really lightly tap your directions rather than, you know, trying to hold the button because you'll just go fly off to the side of the screen and then totally miss your platform. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, I haven't had to put any money into it, uh, like I said, and I don't have a reason to put any money into it. So, you know, it's been like just a fun, free little thing to do for a little bit every day. And, you know, um, like I said, it, it looks really nice. And uh, I do actually turn on the sound when I play this game just because it's got its like, you know, little, I don't know, meditative sounding music in the background. And the visuals, like it starts out usually... Uh, where you have the sun in the background and then as you fall it lowers down to where you know it gets darker and then it's nighttime and then there's the moon out and you know like you pass through sand falls which are coming from uh, some of the floating platforms and things so it's a really neat environment so yeah I put one of the uh this gameplay video I'm watching in the show notes so that other people can check it out if um even if you think like you're kind of sold on not, or you're kind of, excuse me, not sold. Even if you think that you're done with endless runners, I think this following mechanic would just completely revives it. Like it looks so, yeah. so much fun. Yeah. It's unique. And that's part of the reason why I was kind of like, okay, well I'll give this one a shot, you know, just because it looks, you know, it looks like it plays a little bit different and it looks prettier than some of the other ones I've seen. And yeah, I've actually been enjoying it. So, and I'm not even a fan of the genre. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like the art style of this game. It looks really nice. Yep, yep. So that's a thing. And at least Is it's it my not, turn now. Well, at least it's not fucking sky. It's in the sky, but it's not the sky dancer's toy. With them. <laughs> now, if there were some fucking fairies flying up out of the nothingness, I would get so mad. I'd just be like, okay, I am done. I'm throwing my phone. <laughs> the, uh, See, that's what I want to happen. And as long as it's not Skyrim, right? Like we're done with Skyrim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No more. No more Skyrim. Yeah. Hashtag in Skyrim 2017. <laughs> Hashtag in Skyrim 2017, which is the name of one of the episodes that's coming out this weekend, by the way, Brian. <laughs> um, now it's your turn, Go. Yeah, Jeremy. Let's talk about Tell more about uh, game mobile games. Uh, Monument Valley 2 came out. Cool. Um, I think this was the week before last. Uh, it was the Apple's WWDC event where they announced like iOS 11 stuff and they announced all their cool new whatevers. Uh, usually there's one big thing that comes out of that, and this time it was Monument Valley 2. If you haven't played Monument Valley, the first game, I think it's free. I'd probably need to double check that, and it depends on what territory you're in. But it's this weird kind of uh, stripped-down puzzle game with that. It's basically you trying to move a person through a Escher-like maze. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get these cool, like perspective-bending uh, things that you do. So you know, just like the the pathway that kind of loops back in and of itself that doesn't make sense, but it still connects. Like those again, going right to Escher. You can, you'll have one of those and you'll have to move it around so it connects a different way to another thing so that you can kind of move your character through these environments. It is absolutely gorgeous. The sound design is amazing. It's just an incredible, incredibly fun to play. Just, just go buy it. I don't even, I don't even want to say anything more about this <laughs> game. Like, if you've watched, uh, if you watched House of Cards, like the first scenes of that, the dude is playing Call of Duty in the second season of that. Once he's really stressed out, they show him on his couch playing Monument Valley, <laughs> which is really funny to me for some reason. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a really, really nice. I think it was like five dollars. And um, and a lot of other games reference Monument Valley. Like there are a lot of people who bring it up and go, "Oh, this is very much like Monument Valley," or they directly listed as an influence so i mean it's uh, really yeah hmm. you didn't know that huh 
Do you listen to the level? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Jeremy. (laughs) You don't have time. You're too busy recording your own podcasts. (laughs) What's what, what what's listening to podcasts? Listening to podcasts is like playing video games for me now. It's just a <laughs> it's just an extra that I don't have time for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a really it's a really pretty game. There's no bullshit in app purchases. Like you just pay five dollars, you yep. get the whole thing. Um, this time, I think they're going to do some crazy stuff because the the opening level has you um, has your kid following you around, and I'm I'm just waiting for this to open up where I have to guide like two people to do different stuff at the same time. Yeah, these crazy yeah. little puzzles. So I'm. But it's, I mean, it's the the art and the the intricacy of the designs have gotten more and more evolved since the first game. So like, it's just, it's you just look at it and you're like, holy shit, how how is this even possible? Like, how do you design a puzzle that doesn't even make sense when you look at it? It's just so good. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I have to say about Monument Valley. Yeah, go all play right. it. Monument Valley <laughs> Two, the second one, mm-hmm. or both. Like it doesn't matter. Go, go, go find. Either yeah, one yeah. Of go them. play. Go. I, I've played Monument Valley One. Go play Monument Valley, and then probably play Monument Valley Two, mm-hmm. based on what Jeremy said. <laughs> I'll put the uh, I'll put the trailer in the show notes because they did like a whole trailer for the release. So perfect. All right, so I don't have a whole lot to say about this because I've had a, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play it. But the Dead Cells update came out this week. Um, it is. I, I've talked about Dead Cells on this podcast before. It's a. It's a another roguelike um and so the update added a couple a couple cool things uh one they they changed the way that their oil and fire mechanics worked so initially when the game first came out you had uh you had swords that could there there's a sword that can apply oil uh to an enemy and the way that that worked is that like whenever whenever you dealt damage with that sword like it would also put oil on them and so then when you then set them on fire it would do extra damage because they had oil on them right mm-hmm. uh so with with the update uh rather than just applying the oil to the enemy it like spreads it across like it just basically like flings oil out across the floor it seems like and so then when you when you spread fire it just like spreads fire across across the floor which makes it more more viable as like an area of effect uh kind of kind of way to way to fight uh, but the most exciting thing that they added was that they added a bunch of new weapons uh, with the update. And the very first uh, run that I played after the update after the update happened, uh, I just got this big fuck off axe. Fuck nice. off axe and TM. Oh, that's one yes, of my favorite types of weapons. Axe. Is the big fuck off axe. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's. I, I actually don't know if if this has come up on this podcast so much, but like I I really like a big fuck off axe. <laughs> so I was very excited to get that as my as, as my starting weapon for that run. Brian Wade, fuck off Axer. That's right. Okay. <laughs> um, other, other than that, like it seems like they they added, uh, so they added stats to the game to where you can go talk to this guy and he'll tell you like how many of any particular enemy you've killed, like how like how much gold you've collected overall, stuff like that. Um, and then they also finally added in achievements, which is kind of fun Woo. because now I'm just like getting achievements popped left and right for things that I'd already done. Dopamine squirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but other than that, Dead Cells still a good video game. Uh, still looking forward to more more updates coming out of that game. Looking forward to having more time to play it. Yeah, that's um that's early access still, right? Or is it yes, officially it's still out? Early access, still early access. access? And they do have plans to bring it to console. I vaguely remember hearing somewhere. Yeah, I, be- I believe we. I, I, I believe I said that at yeah. some point, but yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, that that, yeah, that looks like a game that would just be amazing on PS4. So. Oh, absolutely! I mean, like it's 100 percent a controller game. So yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Everyone, all of the uh, all of the Dark Souls people that I follow are like, yeah, yeah, you have you have to play Dead Cells. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. yeah, it's good as hell. Cool. 
All right, Jala, tell me about another video sure. game. Sure. <laughs> the other one I've been playing is Mages of Mistralia. And uh, it's an action-adventure title where you play a young mage named Zia who is capable of crafting her own unique spells using different runes that you unlock uh, and place on a grid. It's by Borealis Games, and I kickstarted it after I saw it at PAX South. Um, PAX South I went to earlier this year. And, um, you know, I got to talk to the devs a little bit, see the game, and it's really cool. So, uh, guys, it's really damn cute. (laughs) And it's really easy to play without feeling burned out. And this is a big deal for me since sometimes I have the attention span of, like, a parakeet. Yeah, same. So, uh, you know, basically... I've already forgotten what you were talking about. So yeah, I know. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I mean, I was going to say that about, you know, like when Brian's like, oh, I think I said that on here, this podcast before. And then, you know, I'm like, well, Jeremy didn't remember it. So you just better say it again. <laughs> so anyway, um, basically magic has been banned from the kingdom as a menace. And so uh, Zia, your character goes into exile and is taken in and taught by other mages. And uh, the music for this game was done by Shota Nagama of Final Fantasy XV and Kingdom Hearts 2.5 HD fame. Uh, It's been compared to a kind of 3D Zelda type game. Um, Spellcraft is really simple, but it allows a bunch of different ways to take down enemies and solve puzzles, especially as you unlock um, different effects to place on those spells. Like you have, when you start four different types of um, you know magic that uh, there's one that's immediate effect in your area there's one that's a fire spell an ice spell and then kind of a wind spell and depending upon what action runes you place on it you know different types of effects can be added like you can add explosions or you can have it move forward or you can have it home in on something or you can have it you know um, veer off to the right and depending upon what I found when I've been messing around with it is that depending upon where you place each of these additional runes on the grid and whether they connect to another effect rune or if they connect to the main, uh, you know, uh, base spell magic type, uh, changes the effect and how it works. Like if, for example, you have the fireball and you add move forward and then you add turn right, but you'd put you know, the turn right rune where it directly attaches to like the fireball part of it, then it like when you shoot it, it'll automatically immediately turn to the right. But if you have it attached to the moving rune, then it'll kind of do a gentler arc spiraling around to the right. So it really changes everything depending upon where you put everything um, on that grid. And so it's really kind of interesting because it's pretty convoluted. <laughs> and that's the, yeah, the magic. Like a deep system. Yeah. And the, the magic uh, crafting system is really the highlight of this entire game. I mean, um, it, the game has an associated comic uh, and it's got its storyline, but it's it's standard cute action adventure premise. It's not it's serviceable, but it's not really what you're there for, you know. Uh, the graphics and stuff are colorful. They're simple and clean. They work with the kind of all ages appeal uh, that feels really nostalgic, you know, for older games. The characters don't speak. They kind of have like mumble mumble speak they have bunches of different mumbles depending upon what kind of you know inflection they're using but it's mumble talk so it's real cute um 
But yeah, I am one hundred percent down for for nobody speaking in a video game ever again and just doing <laughs> a mumble talk thing and letting me read it. I read way yeah. faster than I speak. Like it, I don't need people talking to me most of the time. It's bad. I'm looking at you, Zelda. <laughs> uh, I, I just 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 don't speak. Yeah. Well, and then too, I have to say this because okay, um, as I say all the time on the level, I am control dumb. It is real hard for me to learn controls, but once I get them, then I'm okay. Uh, the controls on this are really easy to learn and they're intuitive to use. And there's a quick toggle for the various spells that you create. Um, at a, like when you first start, you only have just one type of spell for each of the um, you know base components. But later on, you unlock the ability to make basically as many as you want. <laughs> so you know as many different versions of the spell as you want to make, you can do, and you can rename them so you know which one is which according to your, you know whatever makes sense to you, which is cool. Um, and yeah, when I was talking to the devs at PAX, they were telling me about different instances where people trying the game out at their booth would come up with spells that would like one shot a tough boss because of the exact timing <laughs> and the angle or whatnot. And then like, even if they tried to make the same spell and put everything in the grid the same way, it's just the timing and exactly how they placed it was such that they just like one shot the the boss that's supposed to be basically impossible to kill, <laughs> you know, and things like that, you know, um, and they would just watch as different people would go up there and would solve puzzles in different ways that they hadn't even anticipated. Now, obviously, for the very first part of the game, before you unlock enough tools, enough verbs, you know, it's not like it's pretty much more more on rails at that point with the spell crafting. But at a certain point, it opens up and then you have enough options that, yeah, you can get really creative with it and, you know, find whole new ways to do stuff that nobody else has done yet. So, um I don't think they have implemented Does... it so far, but I, I ha honestly haven't checked into it. But they told me when I was at PAX that they want to make functionality in-game for Twitch users to design spells for the streamer they're watching, which that would be really cool. Oh, neat. That yeah. would be really cool. Yeah. Does the game, like, do, do the enemies kind of force you to change up your spell configurations? Like, will you get to, a, an, like, to an area or whatever and like, oh, well, this explodey fireball spell I've been using to hear up to this point is no longer effective. I need to switch to a, you know, a homing in fireball spell. Like does the game yeah. kind of yeah, it, make you do that? So far I've noticed that yes, it'll, depending upon what type of enemies they, they will legitimately bring in different types of enemies that force you to use different verbs. Like um, there will be enemies with armor that charge at you. So you need to switch your wind spell over to a dash instead of like you start out using it and it's, it's a shield when you first use it, but then you have to switch it up and, and uh, you know, with the move rune and things like that to turn that shield into a dashing so you can get away, so you can, you know, avoid getting hit because your shield won't block when, you know, this guy's rushing at you because he's just too big or something, you know, and then to knock off his armor, you need to add the explosion to the, you know, the uh, immediate effect you know, area spell and some of the enemies are immune to a particular type of magic. So you have to switch that up and, you know, so yeah, it, it changes depending upon what type of enemy there, there's been a decent little variety so far. And I know that as I keep on going, it will continue on from there and just, you know, keep on adding to. So, 
Um, I've beaten a couple of the bosses so far. Lardy, the goblin champion, and Twiggy, a giant wood wretch. And they are... Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they 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 have a lot of personality, especially Twiggy. You need to like go look up a picture of Twiggy, the wood wretch, from Mages of Mysteralia. He's, he's pretty great. Um, so yeah, like it, it's been a lot of fun. It's uh, really imaginative and, and cool and even though the characters are like mumble speaking all the time a lot of the characters do give you a good sense of the world and you know a good feel for the kinds of personalities that they have even if they're like dude in town you know and there's enough variety in the people that you talk to in town that it kind of makes it worth it to go walk around and see what everybody says to you you know um because they do have different things to say and different outlooks on whatever's going on at the time. So it's pretty cool. And um, right now, uh, I want to say I'm about a fifth of the way through the game. Like, I'm, I put a few hours into it, but, um, you know, like, I've, I've got a ways to go yet. But I've been having a lot of fun with it so far, and I'm looking forward to finishing it up. So I was, I was actually going to ask about the length. Is it... Um... Is, do you think it's like a 10-hour thing, a 20-hour thing? Um, According to uh, how long to beat, it says somewhere between 7 to 13 hours. So I've played it for um, a little bit over two hours at this point um, since they released it on Steam. I played a little bit in beta before it was uh, up. But um, then I had to replay it when it was released on Steam. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but anyway. Um, that's, about the, uh, that's about the perfect length for me nowadays. Like I'd, Yeah. You know, I'm obviously playing like a lot of long games, but man, like just knowing that something will be over is such a good feeling. <laughs> like, I'll be yeah, done yeah, with for, this, and I won't have to go through it again. For a uh, for a narrative game, like I, honestly, like if if you can get me out of there in like two to four hours, like that's great for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 And this game, um, like it's it goes by pretty fast. Like when you're sitting down and playing, like I don't when I whenever I stop, it's not because I'm bored of the game or like you know, oh, I I can't pass this part or anything like that. No, I'm I'm good to go. I just like have other stuff I have to do. You know, like that's why I'm leaving. Not I'm throwing up my hands in frustration or I'm bored or anything like that. I don't get bored, um, and that's good. Mm-hmm. I I have a propensity for getting bored, so. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's a cute little game for sure. And yeah, for me, it's a good length because it's long enough that I have a few play sessions for it, but it's not so long that it's like, when is it going to end? <laughs> you know, like yeah, I, exactly. I, I've discovered that I kind of work in genre chunks. Like for a while I was in uh, action game chunks and, you know, playing all action games. And then after that I was doing visual novels and then I've apparently switched over to RPGs. God help me. Uh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so, so, sorry. <laughs> so now I'm like in the land of all the very long games. And so, you know, like I, I'm burning out on one and then I have to switch to another one and then I'm waiting to see how long it'll take me, but to burn out on that one before I go back to the one I didn't finish and you know, whatever. So this one's a good, a nice little refreshing, this is an RPG, but it's an action RPG and it will go by faster. So good that's a that's a good one i wonder if there's a there's a video game out there that actually has different segments to it that are representative of different genres of video games and that has an rpg section that's probably like you know just five hours too long right (laughs) (laughs) but then after that you get out of that and you're in the visual novel section and that goes by super quick and then you're in the action adventure section and then you know then you get to the jrp section which is only fighting the same creature the same one time (laughs) over and over and over again yeah until you finally level up enough to fight the boss like 
I should know how to play video games, y'all. <laughs> right, right, make make video games. I mean, yeah, maybe both. So, <laughs> so, so that was I, Mages uh, of uh, Mistralia. I just want to say the yeah, name again. Mages, we, yes, yeah. Mages okay. of Mistralia. Or Mistralia well, I, I is another... actually the way it's pronounced in the game. Mistralia. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, fa- like I found another interesting review of this game. Okay. Um, so let's let's go back into the Steam review corner. <laughs> um, this is a not recommended review. Oh boy. Uh, says <clears throat> I just I'm just gonna read the first paragraph of this review oh because boy. it's hilarious to me. Okay. I tried to see ne- see negative reviews on this. It says there are six, but tried to see them and it shows none. I am adding mine as a negative, because I did not enjoy it as much as I wanted to. I also want to see if it shows up. I recommend the purchase for people who have tastes between casual and light experience as a game. More experienced gamers play everything. Smiley face. Okay. <laughs> Man. Pretty, pretty cool review. Dude. All right. User reviews were a mistake. I don't want to have anybody's <laughs> Steam reviews are the worst. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's pretty wow. So, nah, Go but to your favorite restaurant and look up all the Yelp reviews for it. That's a good time, by the <laughs> oh, way. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. So, Well, anyway, yeah, this is this is a cute game. I like it. Um, just be aware that the reason you're there is that spellcrafting system. And see, the thing is, is that um, this game has that nice balance between here's the simple stuff and then here's the thing that can be complicated if you want it to be. You know, like you are not like a, a, a another thing I'm playing right now that I'm not talking about here because I'm going to be talking about it on the level next week because if I talk about it here, Cole will be very upset at me. Um, is Final Fantasy Tactics, and that is just so fucking you sit in a menu forever. Like, <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, like this is this is a nice little balance between here's here's some other stuff, and then if you want to get all nitpicky, have fun, you know. But you don't have to to play the game. You can be very breezy, or you can spend a lot of time just seeing what you can do with that spellcrafting system. So I would like to see like if not a sequel, then like them taking that whole idea and then churning out another game and like kind of expanding on that a little bit for sure but instead so. of spells it's guns yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right is that yes. all mages of australia yes. only on steam Mistralia. right, right i i have Mistralia. Mistralia. I, I don't know they were releasing it on console but i i i only play on steam so like i don't know if it if they did put it out on console already or not but they were going to put it on. All right. Console. Well, keep an eye, keep an eye out for yeah. that on other consoles. Yeah. But as far as I know, it's only on Steam right okay. now. Yeah, I think so it's yeah, Jeremy. Uh, actually, it says PlayStation Four and Xbox One as yeah, well. Yeah, there you go. Bam. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, like I said, they were going to release it in places, but I. Why am I going to check that if I don't play on that? I don't have a PS Four. <laughs> like you don't. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think anyway. it's it's listed, but actually, when you hit click like buy this game, it goes to the Steam page. So I'm assuming uh, okay. that they haven't put uh, it out yet. Oh yeah, coming okay. soon. Xbox oh, okay. One, PS Four. Yeah, yeah. So it's gotcha. It's, yeah. All right. Um, so very similar to an action uh, RPG where you get to create your own spells. I've been playing Wipeout. <laughs> that's, that's the same kind of game. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Sony released the Wipeout Omega Collection, uh, which is basically a bundle of Wipeout HD, Wipeout HD Fury, and Wipeout 2048. And they've done uh, it's their complete remasters. So it's. I guess that's the, way, that's the correct phrase. Anyway, it's all done for 1080p, 60 frames per second. If you have a PS4 Pro, it does 4K and HDR. And um, I don't know. Do y- y'all like Wipeout? Because this is some serious fucking Wipeout <laughs> up in this Wipeout collection, y'all. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Wipeout is a game that I like 
I've always like enjoyed playing, but I've never gotten super into. <laughs> and that's the that's the weird thing about Wipeout is the it's it's hard to get good at it, but like once you and I hate to use the term get good, but like it's hard to master. <laughs> but once you do, you just have an incredible amount of fun. Like it's just so much fun to, to blast through, and it's basically like futuristic Mario Kart with hovercrafts, and uh, you have weapons and rockets and all kinds of different stuff that you can you know items that you can pick up. You have boost, you have shields. There's uh, modes for outlasting people the longest. So in other words, you just loop the track over and over again until you're the last person there. And uh, to help with that, they give you a button specifically in that mode to go the opposite way. So it just flips your car around and you, you start flying the opposite way. So you can actually go chase people down, which is a <laughs> lot of fun. Uh, there's obviously just basic race stuff. There's, you know, online play. It's a really good collection. It's it's. I'm really bad at Wipeout until I get really, really good at it. So there was a PSP version a while back that for some reason I just, I just clicked with and I could just zone out and, and play wipe out and just win consistently all the time. So I'm waiting for my, my skills to click <laughs> so I can keep playing this game. Cause right now I'm literally, I'm like two race, two or three races in and I'm, I'm in seventh and eighth place every single time. I don't know why, you know, uh, yeah, like I, for, for a minute there, right when you first started talking about this, I swear to God, I was like, you know, this needs to be a drinking game. How many times is he going to fucking say wipe out? <laughs> like oh it's gonna be shot, it's gonna be a lot <laughs> right so if it wasn't uh 10 o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah i mean yeah, if it yeah. was like 10 30 right if it was 10, <laughs> just 10 30 i'd be doing some shots with you uh yeah it's 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 really fun it's 40 bucks for all three games uh if if you if you're a wipeout fan you've probably already purchased this it's kind of hard to recommend at 40 bucks if you've never played wipeout before because again those games are super hard but if you have a passing interest in futuristic racers and i very much do like F-Zero is my jam. All of those kind of games are, have always been my jam more than the Mario Karts or the realistic racers of the world. Like, I don't... I said for a long time, I don't want to play a racing game unless I can equip rockets and shoot my shoot the people <laughs> I'm racing against. And that's what Wipeout does. You can get rockets and chain guns and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, there's a leech power-up that I like a lot that just basically attaches you to somebody so they just drag you with them. <laughs> it slows <laughs> them down and speeds you up, which is really fun. And I have to imagine super annoying in multiplayer. So I'm digging that. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any questions about Wipeout? It's weird. To, it's a weird game to talk about because, you know, it's got all of the things that you would expect expect in those it, games. Expect it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's straight up Wipeout, wipeout and I love it. That was like two shots of coffee right there. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I already right? finished my coffee. Damn. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, you said you had a PSP version. I might have to get it on my Vita. Yeah, I'm yeah. There's, not... a, there's actually a really good Vita oh, version. Okay. Cool. Um, Wipeout my... 2048, I believe it's called, and that's oh. in this PS4 version. So like, um, so you can definitely like Wipeout 2048 is supposed to be really good, but it's and it's really phenomenal on the. Uh, on the ps4 so i can only imagine that it's good on the vita as well yeah it was it was one of the very first uh free ps plus games i believe actually cool. oh wow that i might actually own it because i've been yeah. just downloading all that vita stuff yeah cool cool it's worth checking out it's a good game i remember liking it Neat i him. straight up owned wipeout 2048 awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome we well if you ever get if you ever get that vita tv <laughs> I tried to order it and it got stolen away. It sucks. I know. That's, that's, that's the joke I was making. If it ever goes down to $20 again, I'll pick it up and I'll have two power adapters. So, <laughs> Hell yeah. Cool. But that's all I got. That's really all I have for this week too. Like that was the, um, you know, I was, we were, I was kind of busy doing E3 stuff and podcast stuff. So yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, let me uh, let me talk about Wolfenstein for a couple. Yay! Minutes, do the thing because I think that's on my backlog. <laughs> shoot some yeah, Nazis. Yeah, shoot some fucking Nazis. Oh, I've been, yeah. feels good, I've been right? doing that, especially in 2017. I, I've been doing that in Sniper Elite Zombie Army trilogy. <laughs> but anyway, nice. oh, man. That, yeah. but anyway, tell. But that feels great. Yeah, too. tell me about Wolfenstein. I need to get me excited so I play it. Uh, so I've only played like an hour of it, so I don't know how excited I can get oh, okay. you, but, um, it feels like it's, it's really, it plays really nicely and like, it's kind of funny, like, uh, just because of like, it, it's, it, it's really impressive how they like, like updated, uh, the Wolfenstein, like the, the BJ Blazkowicz avatar into a character. <laughs> yeah. And they do it successfully too. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because like in the, in the original games, like he was just like a, a face on your screen that showed you how in how wounded you were and now like he's like a real character and it's really funny like how he's like he's like got some real personality in a way that i was expecting him to just be like a like a grit his teeth and do his job all the time mm-hmm. but he like like so like the this uh i like i said i'm very early on this scene that i just got to um was i was uh we we go we get to an area and like bj and his squad are talking um and one of the guys is like is talking to bj and he's like uh i've got my eyes are watering and like i feel like i'm choking or whatever and bj's just like all right let me teach you a little trick inhale for four seconds exhale for four seconds that's it that's the trick (laughs) and it was very funny to me because i was like yeah cool trick bj (laughs) that's some science right there all right yeah, but uh, I mean, like the, the the shooting Nazis part feels really good, and like I said, like that feels great in twenty seventeen. Yeah, like especially I like to shoot a Nazi these days. <laughs> cool. Well, if that's the case, then like on Steam sale, you need to get Zombie Army Trilogy and play that with me because I need more peeps. <laughs> All right, I can do that. Yeah. Uh, Jala, I believe Wolfenstein is actually on sale on Steam right I, now for ten dollars. I think I legitimately just have it in my, I have it installed on my computer, and I just haven't <laughs> fucking loaded it up because here's the thing that happens when I open up my Steam library: I get lost and I lose my sense of purpose, and I just kind of like my eyes glaze over, and I'm like, "What am I here for?" <laughs> it's kind of like going to yeah. a Walmart or something. Like if you ever have to step foot in a Walmart for something, you just lose all sense of purpose. Like, <laughs> what, what am I here for? Why? why so yeah like i don't know even when i open my steam with the intention of playing a specific game i may or may not actually play it because i will get distracted by something else so (laughs) i think it's i think it's actually in my my library so yeah well if it's not and if you are listening to this episode and you want to shoot an option it's ten dollars on steam this weekend so i love the stuff that game does with the uh music so they have mm-hmm. like uh because the the premise of the game is that the you know the Nazis won right so they've taken over the world but uh yeah and so you hear a lot of like pop songs and I'm th- trying to remember the Beatles song it is uh the, when it came out I think I actually put it in an episode of Dark Insight because I liked it so much um maybe it was a Beach Boys song but it, they've covered they cover a bunch of pop songs but with German lyrics instead of English lyrics okay. because because obviously like they're Germans won so like they do a lot of like weird timey wimey stuff like that and the game kind of is around some time travel business, which is always a good time. But like, man, that game just gets so much fun. It wants you to do the most ridiculous things. Like you can dual wield, you know, shotguns or machine guns and you get, 
you'll level up stats faster if you dual wield and things like that. Like, so it just wants you to be as ridiculous as possible at all times and to change your weapons constantly. And mm-hmm. I don't know the, the last boss of that game is, is kind of, I actually finished that game amazingly enough. Cool. Uh, it's, I don't really, don't really like the last boss. I don't like the way that mechanically it played, but uh, the, the lead up to that and like all of the crazy story stuff, it just was so much fun to play through. And, and yeah, he- again, 2017 shooting nazis is a great time yeah like yep. <laughs> uh my buddy sam who i usually play video games with and who i'm playing the zombie army with uh he was telling me about uh new order when he was going through it and just i don't remember a damn thing he said now because i had no frame of reference but like it was all just like weird ass shit and i'm just like okay i need to play that you know <laughs> so and by the way just as a follow-up i do have it in my steam library and it is installed on my computer so <laughs> that Excellent. it may be a thing that i play at some juncture although right now i'm in rpg mode so i don't know although like even if i'm in generally one genre that i'm playing as my big game there's always like peripheral stuff i'm also jacking with at the same time so yeah anyway cool yeah, yeah i'm, Wolfenstein, the I'm glad that uh because you're not the only person i know this planet i've seen several people picking up uh mikhail from i Netflix. think it's because they announced yeah they, they announced, announced the, the new one, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so everyone's picking this one up and they put it on sale like you know at yeah. the same time which yeah. is a really smart idea and uh it's i'm just so glad other people are playing this like it's it's a really fun game to play i don't like the expansion as much i think it's the is it the new blood or the blood order or the? I think, some, I think it's the old blood. The old blood. I can't. New blood, old blood. It's all. It's all just blood, guys. Uh, but I, I played a little bit of that, and I didn't, I didn't like that as much as I liked the main game. So I'm not really sure why. Like I don't know what was. I didn't play it enough to really come up with a concrete difference or anything. I just maybe I just wasn't in the mood to kill a Nazi. I don't, I don't really know. But uh, I'm looking really looking forward to the new one. We didn't talk about it in our E3 episode, but yeah, that, that's going to be a fun game. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't really talk about it a whole lot in the E3 episode because I haven't really played the first one much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now yeah. that I'm playing it, I'm, I'm definitely more excited for the second yeah, one. Yeah, well, see, <laughs> I, I'm never excited about anything until I can actually play it. Uh, so yeah, that's probably you smart. know like that's that's part of the reason why like for example going to pack south i mean yes those are things that are in process but i'm physically there and i can physically play the game you know like whatever they've got done of it i can play you know so mm-hmm. that's cool because i'm directly interacting with it so that's that's the only time i get excited for things that are coming out unless it's something that i have a lot of faith in that i'm jazzed about like say when torment tides of numenera came out i was very jazzed about that and i played that like asap you know as soon as it came out um, and things like that, but that's just because, like, I have faith in that particular, um, you know, developer or whatnot. But that happens really rarely because, you know, sometimes it's hit or miss. And even if they did one good thing, they don't necessarily do a good thing the next time. So, you know, I I don't know. Yeah. Cough, cough, Dark Souls three. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. If someone didn't say it, I was going to jump in with it. So I'm glad you did, I, got you, I, I don't, don't want to be worry. a complete parody of myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, uh, this probably yeah. I think you just answered this, Jala, but you probably don't pay any attention to E three no, or anything like that. I, I, case, the right? only reason why okay, I, I never okay. I don't watch anything ever, okay? Unless I have somebody there okay. to watch it with me and I don't have anyone to watch it with me, and so I don't watch it. Now, <laughs> because I do a podcast about video games, I look it up and I scroll through all the stuff, all the articles about it and all the, the major announcements and just like the wiki about it that pops up and all of that. And then if something looks interesting, then I will pull it up and watch the specific trailer for that specific thing. And then I will talk about it as, you know, related to whatever. Or if it's something that I know one of my co-hosts is going to bring up, I will go look at it so I know what they're talking about, you know. 
But um, yeah, like I historically, I've never given a crap because like, again, you, you can tell me a thing about this, but it's it's basically all pretty much just advertising for stuff that you know, isn't even going to be out for a long time most of the time. So, you know, like I I can't retain excitement about that for that long. And that's just me because, again, I have the attention span of a parakeet. Um, I'm I'm not going to be excited until I have it in my hand. But uh, and also when it comes to new games, I generally don't buy them as soon as they come out just because I wait to see what other people that I trust the opinions of are saying before I buy it, you know? So there are a few games that I actually buy the moment they come out. So I also have a backlog that's like to hell and back, just like everybody else who plays video games. And so I can generally content myself with all the stuff in my backlog that I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good game that I have never played, you know? So... Yeah, I don't know why I keep buying video games. I, see something <laughs> I, bought, yeah. I bought XCOM 2 for PS4 and I got it for like $8 or something. And I'm like, well, I have to buy it. It's only $8. And then like, it's just literally, <laughs> like I, I spilled some sauce on it the other day because it was still on my coffee table. And I'm like, what? <laughs> why did I even buy this thing? Now, <laughs> now it's ruined. I can't even play it. No, I'm kidding. Just, it's just the case, but still. Yeah, yeah. Why do I keep buying video games? Well, whenever you get to it, you're going to be like whenever you get to it you're gonna be like i am so glad i bought this and it was like eight bucks and man this is a cool game you can be like yeah this is cool yeah, totally like three it. years from now when you finally fucking get to it <laughs> and then i'm gonna say i wish i hadn't spilled sauce on this case yeah yeah right <laughs> uh yeah when we were uh when we were talking about honest or uh, uh earlier when we were talking about how many games we have in our steam library and jala when you were talking about we get, when you get lost in your steam yeah. library uh, I post. I, I pasted this in the chat. I don't know if you guys saw it, yeah, I but did. I went and looked up how many games I own on Steam. Yep. Uh, Thirteen hundred and thirty-four. That's Woo-hoo! it's too many, guys. It's too many. Yeah, you you are the collector of the games. I only have like th- yeah, I uh, have I, believe... I have like three hundred and ninety-two games on Steam, and I I'm content with that. I don't need as many as you have. I... <laughs> Yes, Steam calls me both a game industry guardian and a game collector, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I would say having over a 1,000 going on 1,500, yeah, you're good. How many bundles do you buy, dude? And, <laughs> uh, I actually don't really buy bundles these okay, days. Okay, so that's just you going crazy on the sales, like, oh man, this looks yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that, was, that was all old Steam sales stuff. Okay. Um, I, I, I definitely don't go as crazy with buying stuff in general as I used to, but yeah, you go into like um, frenzy gonna, mode. <laughs> you smell blood in the water. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, uh, I have 14 games on steam. <laughs> well, I'm, that's cause I, you're, I, a, I'm pulling you're up a console my, uh, boy. I, yeah, I'm, I'm much, I, much I have a friend boy. from something awful on steam, uh, who I know is like the person I know with the most video games. Uh-huh. Uh, he has, uh, on his steam profile, he is, he owns, 3,608 games and 2,082 DLC. Oh, Lord. Jesus. So, okay, Brian, you have all these games. Why aren't you playing games with me, dude? You need to play games. Because you never message me to play games, Jala. Well, you know, it goes two ways. It's kind of like a two-way street, and you can totally message me, too, homie. Uh, in, in fairness, it's because most of the games that I play are single player. Okay, well there you go. You're just antisocial. But I, w- I will play. Vi- I will play video games with you. No, you should. You should do the thing. It's fun. All right, we'll do the you thing. Can watch me flip. I'm, I'm committing to it here on episode sixty. Whatever. Four, <laughs> or, four or five. Of Dark Insight. One of the two. How come I know the episode and you don't? And you're the host. 
uh, because you are more prepared than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Literally anybody is more prepared than Brian Witt. <laughs> very true. <laughs> Unless it's about Star Wars. I'm very prepared about Star Wars. Oh, God. Save it Save it for Expanded Universe already. Nobody wants to hear that around here. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, that'll, I guess that's that's kind of going to wrap us up, right? Wrapped. Yeah, I'm good. Anybody, anybody, anybody have anything? any final words on video games? No. Take that as a no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No more video games. <laughs> no more video games. Video games are over. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we can. Uh, this, is, this has been another episode of Dark Insight, which you can find on twitter.com slash darkinsightpod or on our website, which is darkinsight.net, where there are uh, all of these, all of the episodes of the show, as well as uh, reviews and articles and stuff that uh, hosts of the show and members of the community have written. Um, and you can kind of find everything there. Uh, Jala, where can people find you on the internet? At Jalachan in places. Also, neonskiesstudio.com, which is my own personal website. Also, also, if you like to hear me rant about shit, you can also hear me on Duckfeed's The Level Podcast, thelevelpodcast.com or duckfeed.tv. There you go. That's me. And if you and if you like this or this podcast, Dark Insight, you will like the level even more because they're smarter than us. No, we they're all the people on there are just crazy, and so we all just like rant about random things quite a bit, and we are just kind of whatever off the rails about things. So, yeah. Jeremy, what about you? I am at JG Greer on Twitter. Uh, I do other podcasts lots so that's go, true go <laughs> look, look at his twitter you'll find yeah. all of his yeah, just go find all podcasts of there's an episode of um i, I do want to give this a shout out real quick i do a podcast with gary butterfield called days of future cast um that episode is probably actually just been made public right now uh, which would be yesterday when you're listening to this anyway uh they the duck fee people restructured their patreon recently mm-hmm. and one of the new tiers is a new podcast from gary butterfield called heartbeat city and uh, you should definitely go check out the soundtrack to Heartbeat City, and because it's all like synthwave pop music, all of the song titles are named after his Twitter friends, which I think is pretty hilarious. But uh, also, like, it's just really cool music, and he's going to talk about like love and sex and relationships with a guest, and it's going to be really, really weird and bizarre. And I'm very, very excited for it. So go to mm-hmm. Patreon.com/slash/DuckVTV and check that out. Yeah. Also, here, Indeed. you guys need to tell me something. Can you please enlighten sure. me? What is so fucking mm-hmm. dark about this insight? <laughs> neither one of us named this podcast okay okay well i will have to take it up with him on twitter because i just need to know i believe it's a if i had to because guess dark souls because uh, i vaguely <laughs> i vaguely remember him like taking to twitter to ask people like what he should name his podcast uh-huh. and this was a good combination of dark souls and bloodborne okay. bloodborne has a mechanic called insight gotcha so dark insight i is, uh, i guess okay but then now it's not even about that Mm-mm. that's okay i'll talk to him about the thing and give him some shit. He needs well, shit hey, giving. The level is not about levels, Jala. <laughs> That's true. It's about video game levels Jala. all the fucking time. And then also the levels of audio when I get mad and I flip tables. <laughs> it is totally about levels and buttons. I just went to the level.com and it's it's custom web development no. for leading brands. No, what is the, the levelpodcast.com. Oh, that that explains a lot. I said I that. Just, I'm Come just on, subscribed. Jerry. I'm just I've never been to the levelpodcast.com before cuz I just used the thing in my, in my phone <laughs> so anyway yeah that's the thing thank you for enlightening me and telling me redirecting me to somebody else yeah just, <laughs> just blame cliff 
Okay. Yeah, blame, blame uh, speaking Pluto. speaking of Cliff, actually, Jeremy, do we want to do we want to talk about the thing? Oh yeah, we totally forgot to talk about this. But before we do that, thank you very much, Jala. I really really appreciate you guesting. Yes, that. Oh, and we, well, it's, thank it's you. always Absolutely. a pleasure. You always have a spot here on the Dark Insight podcast. Yes, you're always welcome back. Thank mm-hmm. you for having me. Oh, and uh, I get I guess also I didn't say my Twitter handle, which is Wade Brian R. And uh, my other podcast, Expanded Universe. <laughs> Nobody you cares. can find on Twitter at Luke Cast. Losing Luke listeners by the second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you might have noticed Cliff hasn't been on in a while. Uh, he's going through some real life stuff. He's not going to be away from the podcast or anything. He's still very much behind the scenes and working with us, but he's not going to have very much time to be on the actual show. Um, I'm not going to get into that. He can put that on Twitter if he wants to. I don't know exactly what he wants to be made public or not. It's nothing bad. Cliff is fine. He's just, you know, real life gets in the way sometimes. So if you don't yeah, see been, Cliff... He's been or, real busy lately. Yeah. yeah, he's just super busy, like most of us. Uh but he's busier than most of us, I think. So um, you may only see him once a month for the next few months, uh, maybe once a month for the rest of the year. We don't we don't really know exactly when that's going to happen. We're going to get him on as much as we can. But so he's he's definitely not gone. He's definitely not forgotten. He's just going to be less of a presence for a little while. Let's say the rest of 2017, just to give him some wiggle room. That's okay. I yeah, mean, the, the yeah. shit then, happened with who knows what'll end up happening. Well, the shit happened with uh, Dennis when Dennis had his kids, and then the same thing happened with oh, David yeah. when David had his coding boot camp. I mean, it's a thing that happens life happens to people so yeah. yeah that's one of the reasons that we uh we have so many hosts on this podcast is so we could you know we and not to mention the big network of guests that we have so like we can always put a show together if we need to yahoo yeah it's it's, it's pretty convenient to have so many people that actually like to be on this show <laughs> <laughs> agreed it go. is very convenient <laughs> so shout out shout out to the fans Woo! yeah thank you y'all, thank y'all you everybody for listening and things you're the host, yes. Brian. You have to close this out here. I, Jeremy, I was getting to it. <laughs> You're taking too long. Come on, come on, come on. Let's I was it. shouting Time out is to money. The fans, money Jeremy. is pizza. Pizza is power. No, Let's do it. no, shut up. I'm going to cut all of this. You're, you're going to cuddle right, with this it. Is, I'm going to cut. I'm going to cuddle with this episode of the podcast. I'm going to. All right. This is the end. This is the end of Dark Insight. And so, as we know, it. Jala, episode sixty-five. It was a good run, everybody. <laughs> It's the end of Dark Insight forever. (laughs) Say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. You ready on the wax? I'm ready over here. Yo, 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 fellas. Rock this mother.